I only put two ice cubes in, but I kind of wish I'd put three in now. Go get another one. I'm too tired now. <laughs> You're too tired. You're locked in, huh? I'm locked in. I'm in it to win it at this point. Although I think there's a, a bag of plain chips calling my name. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds really good. Do you remember how much we used to eat when we were in Phoenix? Well, we had a great time while doing it, so. I absolutely love I really Phoenix. don't feel that guilty. Like, I don't want date nights here in Hobbs. Like, I'm like, save our money. We'll get to Phoenix. <laughs> we'll go on all the date nights. There you go. There you go. We'll take Caroline to Keith and Maggie and mm-hmm. be like, bye, we're going on date night. Peace out. Mm-hmm. Peace out. How's your mic doing over there? It seems fine. You sound good? You sound good, too. Now we have the same headphones. It makes a big difference. Oh. Yeah. So you sound exactly the way that I sound now. You fancy, huh? That's right. We're official. We are real. I tried going cheap. Same mics. Same same mics. It's all coming together. Wow. Yeah. So. Did you see that post? Which post? Someone posted or tagged us in a post saying that they listen to our podcast while traveling somewhere. Awesome. They couldn't wait for the next one. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. As a matter of fact, I started a new YouTube channel today. Yeah, I knew that. You knew that. How'd you, you know you that? You told me that this morning or Did yesterday. I? I forgot what I told you. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just a creative space where I could share the podcast and just whatever fun thing that I want Your to put. Your music and landscape series. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, some, a place that I can do whatever I want and not really affect the YouTube algorithms, which have been absolutely finicky lately. Right. So, I mean, our viewership went down, our views went down 15%. Our revenue went down 50%. Holy, what? That doesn't even add up. I know, but that's YouTube for you. That's why we have multiple income streams because YouTube is just, you can't rely on it. Oh, it's crazy right now. I got to take this hoodie off. I thought it was. (laughs) You put it on. I thought it was. And now all of a sudden you're like pulling up your sweatpants, pulling up your sleeves. Like you're obviously getting like hot and bothered or something. Yeah, it's campfire over here. (laughs) I guess while you're waiting, I'll just take a sip of my drink. You should. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a little. That's how you drink. That's what won me over right there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I wasn't even drinking alcohol when we met. Who said you're drinking alcohol? I think it's kind of understood that let me take a sip of my drink does not mean water. Oh, it could be. Trying to stay hydrated and stuff. I mean, we did talk about beer in our latest episode, so. That's true. That's true. And that is, that could be the negative side effect of having a podcast because people kind of, they build up their idea who they think you are. And then when they get to hear the full story and realize you're real people, some people decide, hey, peace out. You're, ah, <laughs> you're not just, the icon I that thought That just you makes were. them like us more. I would like to think so. And that's really the people that we want to stick around anyhow, right? I mean, like, that's how it is when I listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. It just makes me like the more, like, the office ladies. Mm. Dadgummit. I was listening to their latest, or not the latest, but the episode on the fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, oh, Ryan started the fire right. uh, episode, and they had me laughing in the groceries at Walmart. Uh-huh. Like I didn't even care; I was laughing out loud. Oh gosh, that's so awesome. it's just one of those things where, like, you're, like you're Angela, just this weird girl walking around Walmart with your oh, t totally, yeah, like t totally laughing out loud. <laughs> like Angela was getting wiffle ball confused and calling it. Waffle ball, <laughs> right? Oh, that's they had hilarious. this whole discussion about it. So, oh, it that's great. awesome. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, 
Ah, welcome travelers, overlanders, weekend warriors, and daily commuters to Campfire Confessions. We are your hosts, Kevin and Sarah McHouston of Lifestyle Overland, a husband and wife duo who travels North America and the world with our daughter Caroline. This podcast, or Fireside Chat, is about us, our travels, our stories, and lessons learned while living a lifestyle a bit outside the ordinary. So... Go ahead, pull up a camp chair or a log or a very large rock around this fire ring here. And we're going to get this thing stoked up for just a bit of warmth and ambiance. Oh, look at that. The smoke's going straight up tonight. No watery eyes, no smoky clothes <laughs> in the tent, which, yeah, perfect. I want to take a moment to thank the sponsors of this show. That's right. These are the folks who keep the wind in our sails, our patrons. These fine folks are listeners, subscribers, and followers like yourself who keep the fuel coming and the adventure rolling. So thank you all who contribute to this adventure. That was so good. Did you like that? I loved it. I, I just, that's been on my mind. And I was like thoroughly entertained the whole time. I'm oh, like, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, if I entertained you with our intro, just wait till we get into this. That's right. You know, I, I've hardly gotten to, uh, to speak with you in like the past... What month? month and a half. <laughs> yeah, probably the last four weeks. Oh my goodness! So the last uh, since the last podcast we put out, we've kind of oh that was the beginning of December. Yeah, we've traveled it the world finals, since then. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for Costa Rica. Oh yeah, and Christmas. Yeah, it's it's been a whirlwind. So I'm gonna start at where we're at currently and, and walk our way backwards, and then we'll get into the actual topic for the show. Okay. So I just got back from Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. I went over there for what was supposed to be just a couple three days. Turned into and twelve it was, days. Uh, it was it was a little over a week, I think. But, Nine um, days. I, well, actually, beyond before that, I went to uh, Albuquerque. Yes, right. Yeah, so we, I guess I was counting that. Yeah, so uh, we we were up in uh, Albuquerque getting our long range automotive tank supplied by Long Range America. Which is so awesome. Got to work with Walt with tactical application vehicles up there and um, install that thing up in their shop. And just what an incredible experience. Those are just, every one of those guys in that shop is just salt of the earth. It was the best like shop vibe that I have felt yeah. in a long time. And and by the end, we were like, I don't know, it felt like best friends. I, I like, remember <laughs> you said that. You walked in and you were like, babe, it was like this whole other like vibe. I just... I liked it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. All right. I, I, part of me, there was a small part of me that was like, mm, if I wasn't YouTubing, I would, <laughs> like, hey, I, would <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind working on these, these big, beautiful rigs right here. So yeah, it, it was really great. We'll, we'll do a whole podcast with Walt and his wife at some point just to kind of give their perspective on things. But again, just amazing people uh, doing some amazing builds and really excited to see where we go from here with, with them. But, um, so yeah, then I headed over to, to Phoenix for a little meet and greet that we had, Mm -hmm. um, over in, I think it was over in Gilbert. uh, Gilbert. That's right. At four silos brewery. Mm -hmm. Got to meet the owners. Super cool people. I'm going to take you there. The food looked bomb. Dude, that's, you had a giant cinnamon roll. (laughs) Well, that's your weakness to start with. It is. Like when I was pregnant with Caroline, Mm -hmm. we had cinnamon rolls once a week. Yeah dedicated every Saturday mor- Saturday or Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. I remember. I yeah. remember. And uh, so got to hang out with those guys, eat a cinnamon roll the size of my head. Probably, Would you have euros? 
some kind of gyro sandwich too, right? Yeah, that was for lunch later on. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for breakfast. Right, right. But no, I had this, uh, I think, cappuccino macchiato. Does that sound right? I just read words up no, on the board. No, that's, that's like two completely different drinks. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm I'm not like a fancy coffee connoisseur. Like, like a macchiato, like a cappuccino and a macchiato are two different like levels of beverage. Okay. Well, anyhow, I I asked for whatever that was whatever up on, the, on board. the board. And, and the poor girl, she came out and I asked for like a 16 ounce and she hands it to me. And like I pick it up and I'm like, oh, she's brought me a sample. Like this thing is like so light. And she's like, well, I made it the way that you're supposed to make it, which is like three shots and then like six ounces of foam or blah, blah, blah. And oh, you got a you got a real macchiato. Yes. So apparently there's a real macchiato and a fake macchiato. Yeah, there's a Starbucks, Starbucks uh-huh. macchiato and then the real okay. macchiato. Okay, so anyhow, I, I was like, oh, is, this, is this just a sample? And she kind of looks at me funny <laughs> and explains herself. And I go, I just hand it back to her and I go, I'm going to need more of that. <laughs> yeah. Can you fill that up, please? Yeah. Because I did that once, too, at the uh-huh. airport. I went to Caribou Coffee instead uh-huh. of Starbucks. Uh-huh. And I ordered a macchiato. And it was literally, I guess, a traditional macchiato. is like two shots of mm-hmm. espresso and foam. I'm probably wrong. Someone's probably going to correct <laughs> right, me. Let's, yeah, we'll, we'll Google that. We'll Google that. We'll fact check that. And I remember being like, "What? what is this? And she's like, Oh, you have to ask for a macchiato latte. Ah, okay. So I'm yes. learning. I'm learning. So, but at Starbucks, you get a macchiato and it's their macchiato latte. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so Starbucks has lied and, and messed with the system. They, they have, they have jacked with the system. Okay. Okay. Well, now we're, now we're tracking. Yeah. All right. So I figured that out. But anyhow, just a great experience. Uh, I dropped the turtle back off with the guys at Turtleback. You know, we've got over, I think it's like 33, 34,000 miles on our turtle back now. And they just recently came out with a new compound for the bushings. And so I was like, all right, guys, it's, just go ahead and get the running gear back up to speed. So we're you know ready to go for another 30,000 miles, cool. get a alignment on the suspension. Because believe it or not, this trailer you can actually align. I mean, Isn't that awesome? it's a pretty fancy little trailer here. Mm. So um, they're going to be fixing that up along with a couple of other other little things like removing the roto packs that we don't need anymore. Woo! Yeah. So I actually gave those to Austin. I was like, okay. <laughs> Here, you're going to need these. Well, I, I kind of made a trade. <laughs> I made a trade. Oh. So I was like, hey, hey, man, you want my roto packs? And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, cool. Um, I'm going to need some Max Traps mounts right here where these things go. <laughs> so, Can you make uh, something for that? Exactly. So I made a little bit of a trade because, yeah, don't need, don't need Rotopacks anymore. And he's crafty, so he'll come up with something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. You know, we were, he already had a plan. So, yeah, just a few little at, little little maintenance items and add-ons and stuff like that to the trailer because I'm he- we're he- all headed back next week for yes. the grand opening Which of their is so new funny. facility. Because like I, I looked at the calendar, I'm like, oh, we got two weeks. And then today when we're walking, you're like, you realize we literally have to be there in a week. Oh, and yeah. I was like, no. The whirlwind continues. Yeah. The whirlwind continues. So, yeah, if you guys are going to be in the Phoenix area January 25th, come on over to the new Turtleback facility. I can't wait to it's see amazing. it. It's amazing. I've only seen like snippets of pictures mm-hmm. here and there, and I can't Oh, it's it's freaking awesome! It's it's, gonna be so it's fancy. like there's a showroom now. There's wow. a clean assembly area. <laughs> the old like the old Turtleback place. Are we gonna do carne asada? I think we should. 
It's like it's tradition. so traditional. Yeah. I mean, I'll even go pick it up, yeah. man. I don't know. I know we're gonna have Four Silos coffee. Send so, this little gringo yeah, over Four there. Silos is getting like all kinds of plugs today, but yeah, it's good stuff. But I need to go back to my little Mexican. Grocery <laughs> I know. Store. Oh, I am so bringing some carne asada back. I am so doing that. Or so. even if they don't do it, we'll just tell Keith and Maggie that's what we're having for dinner. Hey, Saturday there you night. go. That and then the hot tub. Mm. Yeah. Which, by the way, while I was in Phoenix, mm-hmm. that's where I stayed with our best friends, Keith and Maggie Kessler. These guys have been... They're just salt of the earth. <sighs> they're they're better than salt of the earth. They they like If it wasn't for them, I don't know how we would have got off the ground back when we were prepping and oh, assembling stuff. I mean, they just... And what's so funny is like, I still remember meeting them for the first time. Well, let's hear your story then. I remember it was the Turtle Bike Christmas Party of 2017, and they had just bought their trailer that year, right? Mm -hmm. And so I remember we had gotten to Turtle Bike at 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. Remember? Mm -hmm. And we had cleaned and prepped, and we were there all day. We didn't go home. We took change of clothes to change there, Mm -hmm. right? We never went home. Oh, yeah. It was the end of the day. I had reached my limits. I was done. I was <laughs> getting social anxiety. I was ready for the end of the day. Uh-huh. It was probably 8.30, 9 p.m. But I remember this curly-haired man coming up to me. <laughs> this is Keith. Uh-huh. And saying, hey, I really want you to be my wife. And I'm like, okay. And I have Caroline on my hip, who's literally having a meltdown because we've been there since 6 a.m. Right. And so Maggie comes over and she is as cute as a button. And she was like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. You know, she's like, I really want to drive some more, you know, and you really inspired me to start driving more. And we chit chat and Caroline starts to fall apart. And so I was like, well, um, I'm sorry, I need to cut this short, but I need to go and parent now. And they're like, okay, you know, like being super sweet and everything. And then I remember you were like, hey, so... These turtleback trailer owners uh, want us to come and stay at their house if we want to while we're getting ready right. to go full time. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, probably what January, February, two thousand eighteen. Right. I think we had done, already done Mojave with them. Yeah. So like, I kind of remembered them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm. I mean, I remember meeting them and they were nice. Sure, we'll stay with them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, what do we have to lose? Kind of random strangers, but uh-huh. you know, if you. If you buy a turtle back, you're kind of a herd member at that point. Yes. You're not you're not too terribly crazy, I wouldn't think. Yeah. And so, dang it, we, we lucked out. Oh, my gosh. They wined us and dined us and, and helped us. Keith helped me design the storage system and assemble it. And yeah. Just they just let awesome, us stay at their awesome house. People. And, yeah. So, Keith and Maggie, if you're listening now, I hope you're just blushing from ear to ear at this point because you deserve it. You're some of our favorite Awesome people. people. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anyhow, had an amazing time there in Phoenix. Definitely working on some big things for 2020 as far as Lifestyle Overland is concerned. Yeah. And um, we'll talk more about that as, as things progress. But it's been, like I said, it's been a whirlwind trip. We spent some time in Tennessee before that, hanging out with family, you know, reconnecting with them for about a week yeah, and we a half. Yeah, we did Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And... Caroline had a blast playing with all of her cousins. Oh, and man. And yeah, it was just, just a great time. And then before that, and that's where we're headed with this podcast, we headed down to Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Pura Vida. 
I just I just have to say like that was the most I keep saying the word whirlwind and that it really was it the really whole process of, of getting that lined up because Costa Rica wasn't on our radar. It wasn't no. on our bucket list. Mm-mm. Honestly, I was thinking about this earlier. If if you'd asked me, hey, where is Costa Rica? <laughs> um, uh... I'm pretty good with you know, United States geography, you know, thank you, Geo Safari and, you know, my homeschool, <laughs> in my homeschool bunker. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if you'd asked me where Costa Rica was, I, I probably would have said it was an island, but um, turns out it's not. Oh my gosh, I probably would have too. Yeah. I kept, I kept wanting to say. But that, I think I knew it wasn't. Yeah. So I don't know, like it wasn't on my radar. And then. You know why you think Costa Rica is an island? Please tell me. Puerto Rico. Costa Rico. That's why I thought it because Puerto Rico is an island. Okay. Enrico, Enrico. It's Rica. Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. See, (laughs) (laughs) that's where I went. Maybe we we just probably shouldn't talk about this anymore. That's okay. Anyway, (laughs) we didn't know where it was. It sounds the same. Anyhow, yeah, I wasn't on the radar, and then and then you know we were camping with Caleb and Clarissa up in northern New Mexico, and they were telling the stories about when they had gone to, to Costa Rica and how incredible it was. And just a few weeks after that, Caleb calls me up and he goes, "Hey, I've got all these frequent flyer miles saved up. Do you guys want to go to Costa Rica with us?" And it was and like we literally had like what. 24 hours to decide. Yeah, he's like, I'm fixing 48 a, hours, uh, something like that. He's like, I'm I'm getting ready to buy tickets. Do you guys want to go? And and it was just a matter of just a few hours. I got a hold of you, and we were like processing all this. Yeah, free tickets to Costa Rica. Um, yeah, this doesn't come along very often, so right. why not? Well, and it was one of those things where I was like, "Oh, we don't have time to do that before Christmas." <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, that was the thing. Is it? It was the week before Christmas, actually. Yeah. And so we were looking at at schedules and stuff, and it was going to be a bit of a crunch, but. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When was this going to happen again? Right, right. So, you know, I was wrapping up my consulting job and just, oh, life was so crazy. Mm. We didn't even research Costa nope. Rica. We basically called Caleb and Clarissa back and said, we're in. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to play on this trip. And poor Caleb, like, we, we were we were all so excited, but. But Caleb was, you know, texting me every three or four days because he was so fired up being like, hey, look at this camp spot that I found. And, mm-hmm. oh, man, we should go and find this waterfall. And and I was I was zombified because I was working 18 hours a day, you know, just surviving. Right. And uh, there was no adrenaline left to be excited about. Right. At this point. Even so, leading up to, like, getting on the airplane. Oh, yeah, it is. It, all it, I kept thinking uh, is, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Right, right. So... So that, you know, that's like our perspective going into this. But thankfully, you know, Caleb had done a lot of research. And um, before before we went, I actually contacted Nomad America, which is a company that Caleb had used before in the past and had rented a Defender and, and traveled around and, and had a great time. And so, you know, I reached out to uh, to Fabio down there at Nomad America and I said, hey, you know, we've got this YouTube channel. I don't know, you know, if you guys would be interested, but we'd love to come down, take a rig, you know, show people how, you know, you could do this international travel thing and still overland. Would you be interested in hooking us up with a rig? And uh, he was all about it. Like he said, you know, we get all these Instagram people and stuff who come down here and, and it's all great. And, you know, they do have a pretty good reach, but we don't really get a heck of a lot of overland 
people. And so he was really excited um, to have us involved. And so uh, we actually got the Defender for free. Yeah. So basically we went to Costa Rica <laughs> <laughs> for the cost of fuel? our f- fuel and our, our food. food. And, uh, and you know, that's a write-off for us too. So <laughs> we kind of got this whole thing, you know, sort of figured out now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, man. That whole process of and just the chaos of getting ready and and I literally you remember this I spent I spent probably twelve hours packing and unpacking yes. and repacking what camera gear do I carry Yeah, you know I haven't I've always had a rig where I could just like put all of it throw in it there. all in there and right. literally like our trip to the Arctic I had twice as much camera gear as I needed Oh right I mean we had so much extra stuff. Well, you even bought something specifically for Costa Rica and never got it out. Right. I mean, because I thought, you know, travel light, travel fast kind of thing. And I'd never done this before. And so it it was a whole new experience because I was used to my rig. I was used to our kit. I was used to, like, all these things. And so I spent a lot of time packing and repacking and getting it just right and pretty much did the job. Mm -hmm. Definitely took... uh, a few more lenses than what I actually needed. Right. But, you know, if, if one had broken or or anything like that, it would, it would have been a good replacement at that point. But, but yeah, the whole process to just get packed up was, was pretty crazy. But as all, all this came together and I finally worked my way out of the clouds of all the, the busy schedule and, and, and work that I've been going through, I was like, this is, you know, this is very similar to what most people live on a daily basis. How can we make this type of travel super easy? Right. Or or maybe you're accessible. Right. And maybe you don't even have an overland rig and you've been scratching your head going, mm, I don't know if I really want to invest or get, you know, that deep into it yet. Mm-hmm. I'd like to try something. Right. There are a handful of select rental companies out there that, that can do that for you in several different countries. And Nomad America just happens to be one of the prevalent ones in Costa Rica. And so it kind of spawned this whole deeper idea and mantra from this adventure is, you know, you don't have to be a full-time world traveler to travel the world. Right. We didn't, like, we didn't have to ship a vehicle. Right. We didn't have to start this in November. Right. We didn't have to go through multiple countries and borders and, and deal with the stress of that, which appeals to me. And I would someday want to do that. Right. But to be able to pop in to a relatively safe country and kind of skip all of the dangerous parts and just drop into this place that is really built around the tourism and stuff is, is a great opportunity. And it's it, and it's a great uh, business model. And right. so I was really excited to, to kind of show that whole process off. Yeah, definitely for sure. So I just got to ask, like... <laughs> when I called you up and I was like, hey, we got free tickets to Costa Rica. Are you in? Like, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Well, it, I think the first thing that went through my mind was you told me what the dates were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, no, that's too close to Christmas. Like, we hadn't even talked about if we were going back to Tennessee to visit family for Christmas. Like, we had made no plans. So initially my thought process was like, no. But that's because I tend to like to do things that make me feel comfortable, that make me... Well, you're all about routine I'm and all about routine, yes, and, and schedule. 12-month lead time of notifications. Yes. Yeah. Granted, like, 
when we chose to go full time, that was like a six week process. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So I don't know. I just I guess I thought I had more time. And you're like, um, we have like twelve hours to get back to them. Right. And I'm like, can I have twenty four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and literally I thought and thought and thought about it. And the only thing that kept me from saying no or from saying yes was convenience. Mm-hmm. My thought was the only reason I would want to say no is because of Christmas and like leading up to Christmas. Right. But I don't need to do that. We put up our Christmas tree. We buy our presents on Amazon. Like <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Right. Like sure. no, nothing about this needs to be hard. Sure. And so when push came to shove, it was just mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, yeah, like why wouldn't we go? Right. No idea what's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no idea where Costa Rica is, but our <laughs> friends loved it. Right. And we like traveling with them. So, yeah, let's go. Yeah. For sure. Well, and I think that that's also indicative of, you know, telling the story about how easy it was is the fact that we didn't really prepare. No. We didn't really do a lot of planning. Um, the guys at Nomad America were, you know, they sent us GPX files with. Wow, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Was that your tummy? Yeah, or your voice? Well, it was. It was like one of those non burps, like where it's just throat. like we're just e- we're going to equalize the the system <laughs> <Something>. here. <laughs> Everybody just stand clear, and you have no control over it. Right. So yeah, I think that's just indicative of how easy it is. We didn't really plan a heck of a lot. We didn't have Mm-mm. to prepare a lot. We just kind of packed some basic necessities. Um, Probably the only really extra thing that we took was the camera gear and some towels. Yeah, we took a lot of towels. We, we ended up with like... We took two, like bath towels and beach towels. Yeah, that was also partially ne- necessary because of some of the um, uh, gear that I packed. I wanted to like... Oh, extra you know, padding. Pad the, the tripods and stuff. So those weren't nece- really necessary, but they, you know, they came in handy. Yeah, and we had nothing break or... Right. We didn't really have any issues with security or anything with all of our laptops and camera gear and yeah, stuff like that. So. Yeah, I, I did a bit of research on that because that's always a fear when you're traveling across borders and stuff, you know, carrying a lot of valuables and the drone. You mm-hmm. know, like I, it was kind of a toss up on the drone. You, you read a lot of different stories. And so um, basically kind of went full board and just took took it all. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Well, you, you think, how do you go to Costa Rica and not get some kind of drone footage? Right. You know, so, so yeah, it, it was a good movie. We didn't have any issues. Like, the guy mm. at Customs in Costa Rica, he was, like, barely even looking at the screen when we when we came through Customs. So, so it really wasn't a problem. So there's, there's some of you that probably at this point are, are saying, I have no interest in traveling internationally. I have no interest in... in doing an overland trip in another country and you know that that's that's all fine and good you you can you can stop this podcast now <laughs> if it doesn't interest you but i do want to encourage you you know it's those times when you push your comfort zone just a little bit that you find some of the most incredible experiences and you know especially south of the border travel there's a lot of negative connotations that are conjured mm-hmm. up in the american mindset just because of all the stories that we hear and and the things that the news media talks about but the thing about Costa Rica is it's it's probably one of the safest Central American countries, especially mm-hmm. if, you know, you're wise and, and you, you stay in the proper areas. And that goes just for America as well. I mean, you don't. Right. You don't if you're and, looking for trouble, you'll find it. Yeah. You don't go certain places in Chicago. You don't go certain places in San Francisco. Like there's just, a, you know, a, you just have to be cognizant of 
your surroundings and, and be wise about where you let your guard down and set up camp. And so, you know, Costa Rica, they're driven by tourism. So the vast majority of the people there are welcoming, far more so than Americans, I'd have to say. Yeah, for far sure. Far more so than Americans. You know, they see over 3 million visitors a year come that's in and crazy. out of Costa Rica. And that's a country of 5 million people. So basically, <laughs> yeah, their whole population, almost their whole population comes almost in doubles. and out of the boundaries. Yeah. Or in and, out, in and out of the borders every year. And so it's really become like the next Belize. You know, Belize was always where all the Americans wanted to go and, and retire and, and hang out and um, they're saying that Costa Rica is actually safer than Belize is now. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I I did a bit of research. I did I did research that obviously before we you know, really made the decision. But yeah, as far as Central American countries, Costa Rica is by far probably one of the, one of the safest in my in my opinion from mm-hmm. what from what I've seen and and from conversations that I've had with other travelers and stuff as well. So yeah. Okay. So in the episodes, it's you know pretty clear what our timeline was. So basically, we ended up with a week of travel. But what that meant was we only had about four nights of actual camping. Right. Because we flew in, we arrived late yep. in San Jose. Yep. And <laughs> our our plane did not get to dock at a terminal. Right. We were we were shuttled off the steps and onto uh what was onto the tarmac. Onto like a cattle wagon was <laughs> It's called a bus. Oh, it was a bus. It yes. was a bus. But yeah, shoulder to shoulder, front to back, we were we were stacked Packed in there. In. For whatever reason. It doesn't look like that's the typical experience, but that was our welcome to Costa Rica. At ten thirty at night. At ten thirty at night. And so we had wisely like we we thought about trying to find like, you know, a real quaint hotel in San Jose that kinda had the charm. But we decided at the end of the day, hey, you know what? Find the closest name brand hotel right <laughs> to the airport so that we have this level of comfort and security yeah. as we come into this new experience and so right. what, what hotel holiday inn express oh, we stayed at a holiday inn express yes. and i remember thinking <laughs> really but i was okay with it yeah it was really nice it's probably one of the nicest holiday inns i feel I'd like it was in. pretty new like you yeah. know how they have like that new smell yeah, well, like the mattress was still off-gassing. Yeah. But it was comfortable. But that was fine. Mm-hmm. It was still comfortable. And then would you like to share with our listeners the first place that we had dinner? No, it was lunch. Was it? Because we didn't go out to eat that night. Oh, that's right. We ate chips. Yeah, because nothing was open. Nothing was open. Like, And we only and had And we didn't get to snacks. go through the terminal. Nope. So we didn't like to get anything in the, in the airport. <laughs> So it was like chips and water. Yeah. Oh, we should tell this too. So when we got off the airplane, you know, and they're like funneling us, okay, this is where you need to go. This is where the shuttles show up. Mind you, it's 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, and we reach ground level, and there's like what felt like 200 people standing outside with, you know, signs for new arrivals and stuff. Like, this is a happening oh, place. When we got outside. And. I mean, it was like, all right, everybody, link up. We're going through, and <laughs> let's go find our bus to the airport. Right, bless their hearts. Like there were so many taxi drivers there that were, hey, taxi, taxi, taxi. Like yeah. they were definitely hawking their their 
you know, services to us. But, you know, I kind of kept my head down. I'm like, oh, no, we've got to ride. We've got to ride and just kind of bulldoze through them. Well, we went to the area where the shuttles are supposed to show up. And obviously we have this look on our face of like, where where are we? What's going on? Where's our bus? And this guy in plain clothes comes up and he's like, you know, can I help you? And at first, my inclination is just to kind of ignore him because I know you know he's trying to get me on a taxi or something. I was like, well, you know, we're just waiting. Holiday and yeah, Express. we're waiting for a shuttle. And so, like, he walks out in the street and he's like stopping cars and looking down the lane. He's like, oh yeah, your shuttle's coming, your shuttle's coming. Like, yeah. And so he stuck around and, and made sure to like help us get our our bags on on the bus and stuff. And I didn't have any. We didn't have any money uh, yet. Yeah, and obviously he was there for a tip. I didn't have any. Uh, I didn't colones. Ha- I didn't have any colones at that point. I had cojones. I didn't have colones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And uh, and so that you know, it was a little bit awkward. Obviously, you know, we're new and we didn't kind of know what the process was. That but can't it, be the first time it's happened to him, though. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I made sure to put my own bags on the bus. Like he tried to take them from me. I'm like, no, no, no I'm not going to pay you to um, lift my bags yeah, two steps to put on the bus. I got this. You know, so anyhow, we got on the shuttle and made to the to the to the hotel, and it was nice. But the next morning, yeah, you made us get up early. Yeah, we had to get up early and headed over to Nomad America's little location there. Yep. And uh, so they picked us up, mm-hmm. and it was Andreas. Andreas was mm-hmm. was the rep that picked us up at, at that point, and just super friendly guy. Oh my gosh! And we talked rigs incessantly. I mean, these are people who are passionate about. They're, he was excited. And, 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 you know, we, we were talking about the different rigs and stuff, you know, as we were driving past them. And he was so jealous of our fifth forerunners, gen forerunners because yeah. apparently down there, just a base model forerunner is like 60,000 American. And so, like, he's, he was just super jealous of, of, us showing our pictures of our rigs back home and stuff. And so it was really fun to get his perspective and talk to him about all the different, different things that, you know, Costa Rica had to offer. Mm -hmm. You know, we got in there, we we went and sat in front of the computer and he showed us all these different ideas for travel. Um, Like a nice little route to go for our, you know, four day. Yeah. And like you saw in the video, I, I flat out asked him, I'm like, you know, what do you think about security? You know, you know, what are some things to keep in mind to be safe? And he basically was saying, you know, you don't camp next to populated areas. You know, mm-hmm. you, you keep going you get out and away from stuff, which is really kind of the same thing for, for here in and the States America, as well. Yeah. yeah, you want to be several miles away from You don't camp centers. in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah, so that was, a, that was a great experience. And why don't you talk a bit about the turnover? So what were your first thoughts when Andreas started walking you through the box. The box. The only box. <laughs> In the back of the vehicle. And, and here we are used to like. <laughs> well, that was kind of our, I feel like our number one question for these mm-hmm. last three videos is, did you miss the turtle back? Did you miss, and all the stuff that goes with it. Right. And yes, I missed the turtle back. Mm-hmm. But no, the only thing I really, really missed was the 42 gallons of water. Yeah, we were hurting on water for sure. That really hurt. Yeah. Otherwise, um, it was a fun experience getting to do single vehicle because, yes, we did that at the very beginning of our time. Mm -hmm. But we took so much stuff we didn't really need. And now getting literally down to a plastic tote that had basically all of your kitchen things in it. That was it. Like we had a pillow for each of us, right. a blanket for each of us, and mm-hmm. that was it. 
And I was like, Kevin, should we go buy like sheets? Should we go buy this and that? And you were like, nope, nope. This is what we're going to do. We'll I'm just like, wrap up in the blanket and go. I'm like, okay, here we go. Well, and the whole thing was like, you can do anything for a week. Right. And we knew we only had technically really four nights. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a stretch. No. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> you look at the back of that Defender. And it looks tiny. We literally brought more stuff with us. Than what was back there. Than what was already in there. Yes. And you know what? Were you missing anything? No. Except for water. Yeah. So what was in the kitchen kit? So in the kitchen kit was a little Coleman stove. Then they had little propane tanks. They had your pots and pans, your cutlery, your dishes, and a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of flashlights. Yeah, I think that, they did not want you to be afraid of the yeah, dark. Yeah, it was a double dose of flashlights there. That was kind of funny. It was really pretty. Like I was like, <laughs> wow, okay. Well, thank I, you. I, I guess people were probably buying them and then leaving them behind, probably. so they just kind of kept dumped kept them, in, them there. in there. Yeah. yeah. But that literally, I'm pretty sure that was it. It was so basic. And, and I mean, a few days in, I was scratching my head on, oh my gosh. Yeah, like, really? We, this is all we okay. needed? Now, I will caveat that and say that if we were living out of that full time, it would have been a little bit different story. Don't you think? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. What about the water deal? See, that's the biggest thing. If they had just had, like, even a 12... To 15 gallon water tank underneath. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be a big difference. Yeah, that tube but up that top. But that tube up top is like what? Maybe six gallons of water? Maybe. Maybe. And it leaked. So we only had just a couple gallons. Yes. Because every I, time I didn't something. seal the, the vent off. And so it was spewing some water out as we yeah. were driving. But it was, a, it was a good reminder, I think, mm-hmm. about what you really need. Yeah. You know, you know we have those conversations that, oh, the word. <laughs> You have a hard time using the word need when it comes to doing what we do. Right. You know, a lot of the stuff that we take, maybe even 70% of the stuff that we take is all about additional comfort and convenience just to make the experience even nicer. But yeah, you don't need all those things. Right. So that that was was very, a very good exercise. It was very eye-opening for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Realizing that I was like, oh, maybe we could have done it like this and sure. you know just stopped and done laundry once a week rather than every two or three weeks right you know right so on the water note i also want to mention like we took a crap ton of shower pouches with us right if it wasn't for those shower pouches it would have been a stinky sweaty sticky mess because we didn't take a single shower while we were no out rolling no but every night I would grab one of those shower pouches and just wipe down. And the nice part was it was it was still warm. I mean, the like the peak season for Costa Rica to have the coolest temperature starts in like early December through like March. That's where most people actually go down there. But it was still fairly warm. And in some places we were talking about, you know, nineties in the day yeah. and down by the beach. Kind of high seventies at night. So you were yeah, you were looking for something to kinda cool you off just a bit and having those shower pouches, oh, it was so, so nice. It was to crawl up in the tent, and this is getting personal here, but strip down and just wipe your body from <laughs> stem to stern and then just have this refreshed non-sticky like experience if i hadn't had that it would it probably would have been a bit of a miserable 
experience. Yeah. Because it was still warm enough that it was like, don't touch me. Well, that was the thing. There is like, no cuddling here. We chose that Land Rover knowing and, and having been warned by the guys that, yeah. <laughs> like Nomad America, once they found out we wanted a Defender, they were like, oh, no, no, no. You want to get like the Hilux. The, the Hilux or you want to get this. And I was like, you know, I understand that you want us to be comfortable, but we've always wanted to drive a Defender. Yes. You know, we have a Land Cruiser that we're, that we're slowly, slowly, slowly building behind the scenes. But we want to go and we're like, just kind of be like, please just give it to us. We just kind of want to rough it. Yeah. Just like head first into this coaster. We can do anything for a right? little while. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what we did. But man, if it hadn't been for those. And by the way, we are not sponsored by Shower Pouch. We just really like the product. But yeah, they have been handy. They've been so freaking handy in situations like that when you either don't have time it's too cold outside to set up the shower or it's just freaking hot and you yeah, want to wipe down and go to sleep. Yep. So yeah, totally lifesavers. Highly recommend those if you're going down there. Yep. So, so mm-hmm. well, that brings up the next topic though, is like food. What did we take when it came to food? When we got down there, we stopped at a, um, we didn't go to the Walmart. There's a local Walmart right there next to the Nomad America base. And from there, we actually ended up going to a local grocery mart that basically felt like a Walmart, but just Costa Rican version. And we picked mostly like maybe three days worth of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. Assuming that we would eat out. So what, what was your lessons learned when it came to like the food scenario? I mean, we kind of, I think towards the end, you and I both agreed that it, when we go back, and we will go back for a much yes. longer duration, we're going to do food a little bit differently, right? Right. Um, we definitely overshopped in the, in the sense of we did not eat out like we should have. And I don't know if it was just the route we had chosen. <laughs> or route. Route that or we route. had chosen. <laughs> there were restaurants everywhere. Oh, yeah. And we could have had legit, authentic Costa Rican food. Yeah. And yet we were like, oh, no, let's just let's just keep going. Well, and a little bit cost conscious there as well. Yes. Because Costa Rica is very American in their pricing. Like you're not going down there and paying half what you would for things. You're paying full American prices. You in the really po- are. Well, in the populated, in the populated areas. areas. Those less populated areas, you could definitely get quite a good deal on on food and stuff. But we would come around a corner in this very remote village area, and here would be this beautiful... No, what would hit you first was the smell. Oh, that's true. You would smell it coming first. Like the panaderias with the the fresh baked bread and the sweet breads. Oh, yeah. God, that would hit you like a ton of bricks. And then all of a sudden, you'd smell something savory. Like steak or chicken or shrimp or something like that. You'd I'm the, hungry now. I know. You'd round the corner. And these, these restaurants are open air. Yes. And you'd round this corner and here would be this one guy yeah. in the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. Just sta- sitting, just, waiting there. Just sitting there behind the bar with empty tables scattered all around waiting for someone to show up. And they all looked... So clean. They look so good. <laughs> like I would rather eat yeah. there than at some McDonald's well, we've eaten We're at. not talking about a shed here. We're talking about, it was nice. You know, there yes. were like white linens that were tied up to the posts and stuff. And yep. just, 
Your classic line of like Very feel. James Bond-esque. Oh, man. You could see James Bond whipping in, in there. there in his MG going, shaken, not stirred. Oh, I thought you were going to try an accent, Sean Connery, but don't don't worry about it. Uh, no, I, I can do that. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Have you got a lot of little bottles? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's not James Bond. That wasn't even remotely sexy. It's the only way I can do an English accent. I'm going to work on that, though. I'm still working on it. Why? Because one day I want you to go, babe, you just nailed the English accent. Okay. Like, that's my goal in life right now. Okay. I want to impress you with my English accent. Your fake English accent. Because, by the way, your Australian accent... Is terrible. No, people loved it. Oh, no. So part three of Costa Rica, <laughs> right here. How does it go? <laughs> Come no. on. Uh-uh. You should do the rest of the podcast as if you are that. I can't. Like, I need to listen to, like, our Aussie friends so that I can get it right. Yeah. That was freaking hilarious. People absolutely love that. That's, so that's the second time that you've done the it whole... It is the second time. <laughs> The nature show, the nature show kind of thing. Oh, that was so good. That was so. The first time was really the best time because you didn't know I was doing it. Oh, I, I know. was really I... just goofing off. And you well, were like... just to see you with a camera to start with back right. then. Back in those then, days, you were yeah. so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep working on those accents, okay? Well, I'm gonna have to work on it because our next destination. Well, don't go into that. We're talking about Costa Rica. Might need a bit of uh, accent added into it. Hmm. I've actually been working on it. I'm not gonna lie. So like when I'm driving by myself, oh boy, I'm working on the accent for the next international destination. I need to work on mine because I do not have that accent down. Yeah, it's very different. Okay, we're not gonna like. I'm sorry. That's that's a bit of a bit of a sneak peek. We're being in too much of a tease now. Everybody likes a tease. Just <laughs> just a tease. So with food being covered and knowing that. We totally overshopped and missed out on potentially incredible food. Let's segue into how we chose where we stayed. And we used, for the most part, iOverlander, right? That's true. Yeah. As our option for Mm -hmm. choosing where to camp Mm -hmm. um, because many, many people have used it. Well, that and we didn't really have service on our own phones. True. They did. Nomad America does give you phones. That was. And an unexpected bonus was yes. having a phone that was on the local system so you could pull up all those different databases. But for us, we were running the, the Garmin Overlander. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've seen our first look at that, it's it wasn't a stellar review. And so I took it to Costa Rica hoping to redeem it just a bit and, and test it in, in a whole nother experience. And let me tell you, it was really handy to have all that preloaded information. So all those iOverlander spots Mm -hmm. were already in there. I didn't even have to have signal for that. So that was super, super handy. Right. So with that being said, how'd you feel about our first camp spot? (laughs) (laughs) So we, you know, we had talked to Andreas back in Nomad America about this epic camp spot on Lake... I don't know, right? Like Adial, Adial, Adial. No. Adial. No, you're missing the N. It's like a renal. Arinal. Arinal. 
I'm like, I don't know. That, oh, that was good. I, that one was better. That's what I said. No, it wasn't. It was. No. I'm still working on my Spanish. The the southern accent is actually a hindrance. But. Can you roll your R's? <laughs> oh, you can. Okay. Barely. Caroline can't. <laughs> At least not yet. Yeah. So we, we had this epic camp spot picked out on Lake Arial. <laughs> I missed it. You missed it. Ah, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> I apologize to all the Spanish speakers everywhere. Well, and the Costa Ricans in particular. And the Costa Ricans specifically. Yes. And we got to that first river crossing. Right. And we had had some pretty torrential downpours on the way there. And, man, that water, it was just churning and it was muddy. And Caleb and I went down there with our flashlights in the rain. And <laughs> in the back of my head, I'm also going, all right, there's crocodiles here. There's crocodiles in this area. You should walk this water to make sure your family's going to be safe. But that water was ripping. It was ripping. And like you could literally see it rising. And about f- three steps in, I was up to my knees already and couldn't see the next step ahead. And it kept getting deeper and deeper. And I was looking at so, so for those of you who are wondering, how do you, you know, how can you tell that water has, has risen? You know, Sarah was already watching where it was hitting the, the rocks. And I was watching the vegetation. So the vegetation was in the water. The tips of the grass and stuff was laying in the water, which typically means it's above where it normally sits because obviously leaves don't like to grow in, in the water. water. Right. So not being familiar with the area, having extremely muddy conditions. It was dark. It was really dark. It was, And, and honestly, if it was just me and Caleb... We probably would have you at least have. we would have nosed into it. We would have given it a go. Yeah. Because I had I had actually seen some videos of that river crossing, and so I kind of had an idea. But when you have your family and you're you know have these rental rigs, you it's know late. it's late. Like, be smart. Yeah. And so we backed out of that situation, which is which is a smart thing to do. And it's what you should do as well. And you know we made our way backwards and. <laughs> We checked a couple other eye overlander spots and they were they were okay, but you know they weren't great. And so there was one of them that was technically a campground, and we arrive and it's <laughs> it's really just the front yard of this guy. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, he was you know the whole family was sitting out on the front porch, and we rolled in, and immediately he came over and welcomed us, and did not speak a lick. Of English. Zero. He spoke as much English as we did Spanish. Right. <laughs> so after about 15 minutes of this back and forth and a bit of sign language, we determined how much it actually cost to stay there for the night. And, you know, it amounted to about three bucks a person, which was not a big deal because we were just done. It was it was probably about nine thirty, ten o'clock at that point. Yeah. But what was it that made you realize that you're like, oh, this will be okay? Um, when I glanced over and I saw that there was already another couple that had set up camp. Right. If there wasn't already someone there and or we hadn't been we had been traveling alone without, you know, Caleb and Clarissa. Right. Um, probably would have thought twice about it. Okay. But that gave me a sense of security. Yeah. Yeah. So it it worked out. It Definitely was a great spot. A new experience for it us. was. It, I it, mean, we've done campgrounds. We've and done we've campgrounds. done wild camping. Yeah. But not campgrounds in somebody's front yard not a complete stranger in a completely different country's front yard right that was pretty because like even in canada 
they could speak English. <laughs> right? Uh, this is true. But, you know, and I made that comment in the video was you wouldn't go up to someone in the U.S.'s door and knock and say, hey, you care if I camp in your backyard? I'm some yeah. random stranger. You're some random stranger. Like, you wouldn't do that. But these guys were so welcoming. Yeah. You know, they were excited to have us there. Like, they even came out and, like, walked around while we were setting up. It was kind of like, Well, the, the dude me. was holding a flashlight for me while, was. I was, while I was getting the, the cover off the tent for yep. the first time. I mean, that was really cool. You know, and he had his kids. Mm-hmm. And there was actually another family member that had a house to My the other story. side of us. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just chillax. Like, yeah. This is just everyday life. It's, it's just the Americans. They're camping in our yard again, you know. So, um, no, that was a pretty cool experience. It really it, it really actually was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. So, yeah, the next morning we busted into town, grabbed some, some breakfast, hoping to get a little little taste of Costa Rican flavor, and we got bland American omelets. Oh, that's right. It was not spectacular no. at all. The but coffee was good. The coffee was the coffee was excellent, and uh, there was a bit of a communication error there as well. Do you remember what happened? Yes. <laughs> so out of all four of the adults that were there, would you say I was probably the one who communicated the best. You do know far more Spanish than we do. So we had ordered cafe, and I ordered cafe con leche. <laughs> when they were ordering drinks for the kids, they said milk, and the poor guy brought out coffee. For everyone. For everyone. <laughs> the look on Caroline's face was <laughs> like... Now, I will say this. She would have drank it. Caroline will pound some coffee, y'all. She is the only kid that I know who will... She 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 will go toe to toe and drink cowboy black coffee with me. Yeah, she will do that yeah. if you give it to her. Now she's like a squirrel on acid when she's mm. done, but <laughs> home girl likes her coffee. Right, and that so so we we help correct that error. Yes, I was like, oh no 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 cafe leche por favor. Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> Only leche. Yes. So brought them out some milk and and yes. those waffles looked really tasty. They look they looked delish. But you know the rest of us it was kind of okay. An American breakfast, it was. bacon eggs, it toast. was. And 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 so if you're that type of person who's going to an international country, I guess every country is international besides the U.S. Anyhow, if you want to go to another country and have American food, the good news is in Costa Rica you can have that experience. You right. can literally eat American food wherever you want. Right. Yeah. We were not necessarily looking for that. No, we weren't. But No, we weren't. So what did we do after we um, had our mediocre breakfast? <laughs> our American-ish breakfast? Our-ish, yeah. We went to Hot Springs. Oh, Hot Springs. Oh, that sounds so good right now. Dude, that would be But amazing. this was no traditional Hot Springs like we had done before, where it was like built-up pools. Right. Um. Fairly man-made-ish. Sure. This was hot river. A hot, flowing, freaking river. Yeah. That was... There was nothing springy to me about this. No. no. Well, and that's what you get into with the hot springs is they're somewhat stagnant pools. Sometimes you feel like... and Do I really want to get in that? Yeah. And so... To get in there and, and it's nice, but you do feel just a little grungy when you get out. Right. 
this was not the case. This right. was so cool. And people had kind of built, not really pools, but like kind of like a bit of a dam yes. to make a, a deeper spot. Right. And we, we kind of claimed our own little spot, and it was yeah. phenomenal. I mean, like, perfect hot tub right. temperature. Right. Like, not too cool that you're like, oh, it's warm, but like, meh. And not so hot that you're like, couldn't even sit in it. It was. It really was the perfect temperature. It was in the fact that it was flowing. It just felt fresh. And it yeah. felt real. Well, and, and it felt whirlpoolish. Right. And you're because looking up you and it's like. you had the current and it, you know, you could get up against the, like a rock ledge and have some like current, have some current on your shoulders and all oh, it felt, it just felt That's so true. Good. It was like having some jets in a hot right. tub. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. It really yeah. was. Yeah. I want to go back. I know, me too. I was disappointed that you couldn't like camp next to it. Yeah, that would I would have nice. stayed there the whole trip. I would have been like, sorry, folks. The rest this of this video is just going to be us in this pool. Yeah. But could you imagine how much it probably would have cost if they had camping next to it? Yeah. And there are a ton of resorts. So for those that, you know, want to like go have in. Have like private. Because that was a little bit of an awkward situation is when we parked for the free hot springs. You know, there was a guy there and he had a, <laughs> he had a reflective vest on. Um and he offered to watch our vehicles for a small fee. Yes. And I'm like, well, what? You know, what, what is this small fee? <laughs> what's it going to cost me to not get broke into? And so basically it ended up being like four bucks American. And I'm like, okay. All right, man. Yeah, here you go. Like, I'm fine with that. But we stayed for maybe an hour. For maybe an hour. And and so me being paranoid, especially after having broke been broken into just recently, just recently, yeah. um, I literally carried all of my camera gear on my back. Yeah. I was prepared to do that, and I carried it down. I had my raincoat over the top of it, yeah. and I always kept it in sight. I was very, very, very protective because, you know, when you're a YouTuber, like we are, that equipment is your lifeblood, and right. if someone takes it. You know, they're not just taking away some camera gear. They're literally taking away your your livelihood and your income mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and so income, yeah. so I protected that stuff, you know, with, with my life, basically. But it worked just fine. It Went did. down there, did our thing, got back. Nothing was disturbed and, uh, and carried on. But, man, those hot springs were freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, I have heard rumor there are heart, heart? There are hot rivers in New Mexico. And in Colorado. Okay. So we're going to add those to our list next. All right. Let's go look for those. Yeah. Cool. All right. So from there, we went back to the water crossing. Back to the water crossing. And water had dropped, cleared up, and it's pretty much a cakewalk. I mean, you can see it. It was a cakewalk. Totally could have done it the night before. Probably, but we didn't know. But we didn't know. And we, you know, we were being We, we safe. did the smart move. Yep. We, we made the smart move. And that road alongside the lake was like out of a storybook. So I don't know if you picked up on it, but like episode one, or I should say part one of the Costa Rica story, I was, I was out of place, y'all. Like it's <laughs> different when I'm in New Mexico and I'm saying, hey, talking to the camera, come along with us. I'm going to show you. New Mexico and what I love about it and these things that are amazing. When I went to Costa Rica, I didn't know what to expect. Right. It was a whole 
new world, a whole new experience. And so I was like a fish out of water trying to film this whole thing because I didn't know what was next. Right. Um, I think it gave the video a different flavor that was good, but um, I, I definitely was on my heels trying to capture what we were going through those first couple of days. But driving alongside the lake was just absolutely gorgeous. And then we finally got to have lunch where we were going to camp that first night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, phenomenal views, absolutely phenomenal views. And then we made our way. We had a choice. We could kind of go straight for camp or we could go up into the mountains. We chose the mountains. We chose the mountains. And boy, was it probably, honestly, my top three favorite thing that we did. In Costa Rica itself. I would agree. I would say that those those mountains, probably in my top five favorite places. Mm. Yeah. Ever? I would say that it ranks up there with Adigan Pass. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We didn't even camp up there. We just drove. I know. I I really want to go back. We were driving past these little farms and people were outside and waving at us and it was yeah. just so so cool. It smells so fresh oh my and peaceful. Gosh, it smelled yeah. so good after being out here in New Mexico. An oil filled country, like <laughs> you learn to yeah. really appreciate good fresh air. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I think that was probably one of my favorite things. I, I really wish we had spent a bit more time. I really wish there could have been somewhere there to camp. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I bet if we had asked any of them, can we camp in your field? I bet they would have said yes. Uh, I, I guarantee you that they would. But the camp that we ended up at that night was. Yes. Phenomenal. So I, I cut this from the video, and I wish I'd left it in there. But basically, I got out of the, the, the fender, and I was walking towards the lake. And I kept hearing these sounds. And I was like, oh, I hear chickens. Sounds like we might have dinner. I was being <laughs> funny. No, that was the monkeys. That's crazy. They were like. <laughs> like this. I did not think we were going to see those. I. I had my hopes, but I... I did not. I did not think that they would be like at camp kind of thing. Yeah. And so to walk up, and here's like a baby monkey. Yes. You know, like 10 yards from me, mm-hmm. just chilling, eating some leaves, scratching his butt. Like he was he was just completely oblivious. And we basically camped with the monkeys. They yeah. slept right above our tent. Right above our tents. And when that rain came that night, like... like downpour like shaking the whole vehicle these downpours and when it would get really bad <laughs> the male monkeys would be like i can't stand this anymore it yeah. was it was hilarious because it was would basically be like what we sound like if we were sleeping uh-huh. and it, it would it would wake them up and they would like scream because they were tired of being wet and right in the rain but um it was surreal it was surreal that that whole place right there was just amazing all the it was palm trees right on the lake yeah those little orange trees and stuff i think yes. they were basically green oranges that the girls were breaking open and making Probably. juice with but uh you had like the classic yellow seats that had been ripped out of yes. some public transit vehicle like that was that had a great yeah feel to it it felt very like i was like transported to the 1960s right absolutely like i'm like where exactly am i yeah 
And then we had the rain showers that were moving in and out. And I got some beautiful time lapses of some rainbows that would form and then it would rain and then it would go away. Mm -hmm. It was just, yeah, another one of those places we probably could have spent, you know, a couple, three days at as well. Yeah, if we had like a kayak or something. Oh, man, absolutely. So after monkey camp, we had to head west. And, you know, we knew (laughs) we knew we wanted some seafood like ready for some pacific coast seafood yeah and that was like the main goal i mean camp was kind of secondary at that point right like we'll find somewhere to sleep and so we made our way to flamingo Mm -hmm. playa flamingo playa flamingo and uh caleb actually there was a beach that you could drive to that was like purely made of seashells Mm mm-hmm and when we got there, the guys were telling us, "No, no, you can't drive there. You can't anymore. drive over there anymore." And what you know, we, you know, we definitely respected that, but you know, it's a little bit disappointing. But there was like several little, what you call them? Re- I guess the restaurants mm-hmm. right on the beach. Literally, there's seats and a bit of cover mm-hmm. right on the sand, and we had <laughs> dogs and cats just kind of hanging around, meandering through the restaurant, waiting on you know a share of the scraps. But the food, I was a little bit skeptical. I I have to admit, I I did not know what we were going to end up eating there. But I have to say that was the best shrimp scampi I've ever had in my life. It was really good. That butter sauce, Paula Dean couldn't have done any better. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was phenomenal. (sighs) And, you know, they called it lobster. You know, that other thing. It wasn't really a lobster. It was more like like a large prawn is what okay. I would compare it to. I'm sure, you know, the Costa Rican folk can correct us on that, but that's that's kind of the impression that I got. But It tasted great, every too. Soon. And there was mahi-mahi tuna on that plate as well. And it tastes... Mahi-mahi is not tuna, babe. Is it not? No. Mahi-mahi is its own type of fish. Is it? Yes. I'm going to Google that right now. Mahi-mahi is a white fish. And tuna is a... Is mahi, mahi, tuna. Mahi, mahi is not tuna. It's a whole other type of fish. No, you're right. I'm sorry. It I'm says sorry. It's... What'd, you, what'd you say? I said um, mahi, mahi is not a tuna. No, no, no. That's not what you said. Yeah. Why have I always heard mahi, mahi, tuna together? You're trying to change the subject. I don't know. It's so weird. <laughs> and the best. <coughs> Crap, now you coughed. Totally ruined. we got to start all over. Sorry. Welcome, folks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> and that mahi-mahi was just absolutely phenomenal. It, it, it almost tasted like, I'm not a fish eater, but it tasted like tenderloin or... Oh, yeah. Sirloin. Like, it was so. I love so good. mahi. Yeah. yeah. And I love how they had, like, the fixings on the other plate. Like, you had a little salad and you had beans and you had rice and cucumbers and tomatoes and, and... french fries for the Americans. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was a, so an eclectic sweet. plate. Like, <laughs> it was. you know, what we're trying to help here kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we went to the last camp and. Mm. Guys. We stayed two nights yeah. at that beach camp. Yeah. I could have stayed there the rest of my life. Right. 
our past experiences of beach camping has not been my favorite. Well, you know, I was deathly ill at one of them. So I was very skeptical as to how this was going to turn out. Really? Yes. I was very skeptical as to how this was going to turn out. And I was concerned that it was going to be windy and sandblasting, but it wasn't. Because on their beaches, you are not allowed to drive on the beach. Right. You have to stay up at the trees. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was lovely. It was. We had shade. We had shelter. The wind wasn't terrible. It was a nice breeze. It was a breeze. Yeah. Unfortunately, it would die at night, so it would get a little stifling. Just a little bit. But um, We're going to bring fans next time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get into a few tips at some point. But, But yeah, we got to see... All kinds of different wildlife. Like the first night, we weren't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the the Cota Monday, while I was patching your knee up, snuck in behind us, stole a bag of chips, a whole full bag of tortilla chips. Yep. And when he when he took off with them, like he grabbed the bottom, so it, like it left this trail them <laughs> of tortilla chips. And so we were like, ah, oh, dang it. Well, you know, he's chowing down. And it wasn't long before the raccoons came out of the woodwork. And these raccoons are like twice the size of American raccoons. Long, lanky. But they were pretty. They were beautiful. They were absolutely beautiful. But yeah, we were we were definitely f- accidentally feeding the locals in that <laughs> instance. And they hung around until we left. Yeah, they knew. They, they were like, hey, these guys got it going on over these here. These idiots. <laughs> and. Uh, are feeding us. You know, the, you know, we got to see those. The. The sea turtles? Yes. The baby sea turtles? We got so lucky. So what had happened was, is you and I, I was going to go for a walk Mm -hmm. to stretch my legs. Right. And you were like, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going for a walk. Well, can I come? Sure. Is that how I sound? It is how you sound. No, I'm pretty sure I was like, hey, baby. Hey, baby. You're looking (laughs) pretty fine in that bikini. Oh, may I assist you? Nah. With my camera? Nah. So that's we pretty went, much what I said. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh huh. So we went for a walk and we did not get very far. I was hoping like get some steps in, a little cardio, earn that beer for dinner. Right. And we start seeing all these people gather around and I was like, hey, what's going on? And you're around like, that beautiful trailer, might I add. Yeah. Orange. In fact, it was orange. And so I was like, hey. What's going on? And you were like, oh, I don't know. And then you said, should we go up there just to see? And I'm like, yeah, I guess we should. And lo and behold, they were digging up baby sea turtles. And why were they doing that? They were doing that to protect them. So apparently they graph and map the nests of the sea turtles. And so they... Watch them for sixty on sixty day cycles, and it I guess had been a six the sixty ish day, and they had gone and they were digging it up, and there were live ones, and there were still some in shells, there were still halfy shells, mm-hmm. and they were going to take them for the day, and then release them that night. That's pretty crazy. It was so Let's crazy. We got beautiful. so lucky. That was so beautiful, and you know that that night, I, I wish that. We had taken a, a beach walk because the next morning we got up and two more sea turtles had laid eggs. Guys, 10 yards from, from our tent. Yeah, their tracks were They had laid eggs huge. 10 yards from our tent. And so, yeah, I, that was just phenomenal. All the different wildlife. We got to see an iguana. 
Mm-hmm. He's probably about three and a half, four feet long. Yeah, big. And um, a crocodile. Oh yeah, there was a crocodile. That was a little bit harrowing. Literally you know? right beside us. Literally right beside us. He wasn't huge, but no, there was probably some big ones in there. So yeah, if you ever go to Costa Rica, definitely be crocodile aware about you know where you're going. Um, but you know we didn't have any issues, but mm-hmm. it's just something to keep in mind for sure. Got to hang out in the waters. Oh, and the water, the Pacific Ocean wasn't very cold. It was very, it was It was a nice temperature. temperature, Right. To cool you off, but not so cold that it like, you only stayed in for a minute and then got out. Yeah. And then Caleb and I hiked up and over the mountain or Mm -hmm. the ridge line to the other beach where we got all those fantastic sunset shots. Just an absolutely gorgeous experience. Yeah. I'm so jealous of my bum knee. Yeah. Sarah busted her knee getting the perfect shot. I did. It wasn't the perfect shot. It, but it was a good shot. It was good, but it, it was, was a good not shot. Perfect. Yeah, you were kind of shaking, and there may have been a few um, explicitives. Explicitives that were said. Um, but it hurt so bad. Oh, guys. I saw. Like it you hurt. guys know when you hit that part of your knee. Mm. Like it feels like you're gonna die. And like it wasn't like I scraped it. Like I slid. No. On it was your full weight. I saw it. You yeah. full weight, just like boom, boom. Like just took a knee. <laughs> like I'm surprised you just turned around and ran the camera though. You did good. Probably, if Caleb and Clarissa weren't with us, I would have just been like stayed there and just flagged you down. <laughs> but because they were with us, yeah, I put on my big girl panties yeah, and dealt with it. Well, they still heard all those words you let loose. They did. I didn't think that they would. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, we heard some choice language there. I'm like, my bad. <laughs> oh, jeez. It just hurt so bad. Yeah. Was... And for like a week or more. Yeah. Well, you're hurt. better now, right? I'm better now. Good. Ish. Good. Take a knee. No, thanks. No, thanks. It's right. still tender to get on my knee. Ouch. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. The beach anyway. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, that whole experience, like, okay, so four days of, four nights and five days of Costa Rica is not enough. No. Is not enough. No. For you to like be satisfied. Yeah. It was such a whirlwind of a trip that it literally just felt like it had just started, yet we had to be done and get the vehicles back by 5 p.m. And we barely made it back. Barely. By the way, beautiful drive back from the beach. Absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous. Four hours, though. And, you know, like the uh, Waze app that we were using on our local phones and the Garmin app said we had like four-hour drive. It turned into about six and a half At least. to get back. Because of traffic. when we got so, – so we stopped at the hotel – I basically ran everything inside, and then Caleb and I jumped back in the rigs because we had to have them back by 5 p.m., and we didn't want to keep Nomad America waiting. But we did not know that that night was the last night of the local football (laughs) slash soccer soccer team game. And apparently, in their culture, what you do when that's happening is you get out in your vehicle, and you crank (laughs) your radio up, and you drive. Everywhere. Everywhere, you know, and when your team went uh, scores, you honk your horn and everybody yells. It's very, 
It's a very interesting <laughs> experience. But here we are trying to get back to Nomad America from the hotel. And I remember like, you know, Caleb was driving that Tundra with the four-wheel camper, which was a great setup, by the way. It was. You know, I had everything you needed. You know, if you need an additional level of security, being in that right there, you know, might be Definitely the Definitely would have brought that. It, sure. it would have brought that for sure because you have everything you need right inside. inside. Um, so basically, I'm in the Land Rover, which is a stick shift. And if anybody's ever drove a Land Rover, you know that clutch is, it's, it's not a lightweight. No. Not a lightweight clutch at all. And so I told Caleb, I don't know where this place is. My Nomad America phone has died because I couldn't charge it. I'm just going to follow you. He's like, well, you better stick close because this traffic's insane. So I drove half the way there with the bumper of the Land Rover underneath <laughs> <laughs> the overhang of that that, that uh, four-wheel camper. And we got there and, and got it returned and everything. But wow, that whole Costa Rican experience wasn't on our radar. Never would have thought that we would have the experience that we had in such a short amount of time. And we right. saw... We saw we got to camp in a local's front yard. <laughs> we <laughs> got to camp with monkeys. We got to camp with monkeys. We got to camp on the beach. We got to see baby sea turtles. Eat local seafood. Eat, eat local food. Just the whole, and and experience a, a fairly good taste of the Costa Rican atmosphere, like your like your pipa frias. Oh, baby. The the cold coast, the Costa Rican coconuts. coconuts. Oh my oh. gosh! And mango and papaya. Oh, the fr- mm. oh the fresh fruit I forgot about. Yeah. This literally, this podcast could be about four hours of us just going. Oh, remember mm-hmm. this and remember that. But guys, if if Costa Rica wasn't on your radar before now. It should be. It should be now because it is such an awesome experience. It's so easy. It's so simple. You just fly down. You jump in a Nomad America rig, and you don't have to get a Defender. You don't have to drive a manual. <laughs> you can get AC. We're going the next time we go back. We're going to get a Hilux that has AC and the whole nine yards, and then maybe even you mix it up. You know, in the middle of it, maybe you find a resort. You know, maybe you find a resort on a on a beach somewhere. And, and that and wouldn't you, hurt my feelings. You get a nice long, <laughs> a nice long hot shower. Mix it up however you want, but for the cost of a decent vacation here in the states, yeah. you can go and have an international adventure. Yes, through Nomad America, in one of their fully outfitted rigs. Yep, absolutely. Highly recommend it. It was absolutely amazing. Gosh, I. I I want to go back. Totally changed our lives. I'm having FOMO. Well, you don't have to worry about that because guess what? What? I have been in contact with Fabio at Nomad America, and he said that he's got a rig waiting for you. Mm. We have a Hilux that is waiting for us for one to two months of adventure. Dang. So we will be back. Yes, we will. To Costa Rica to truly see it. Like, guys. Oh, you're going to break the copyright rule now. Oh, dang it. I'm Careful. so sorry. Oh, my gosh. We just got sued. That was only four words, though. Okay. Well, maybe we're okay. I think it's five is when they start suing you. <laughs> <laughs> but there's waterfalls. There's volcanoes. Sloths. There's sloths. We haven't seen it. Well. Don't. We didn't see a sloth. 
I saw a sloth. It was dead on the side of the road. But anyhow, there are so many incredible things to see in Costa Rica. So if it wasn't on your radar before, please put it on your radar Now. now. I highly recommend it. Yes. We had an absolute blast. We did. Gosh, and there was so much to do. There were so many resorts. Oh, yeah. So even if you didn't want to like overland, gosh dang it, for your first trip, sure. at least get down there and sure. resort it. Absolutely. And we've talked about this. Like if you're going to go and, you know, and camp, you know, maybe you go with a friend. Yeah. You know, have a, I have a couple of people just for that level of security. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of ways to see this world. There are a yes. lot of experiences to be had. Right. And I will say this. So here's my takeaway. All right. You remember when we crossed the Canadian border that first time? Yes. When we left America, yeah. I was a nervous wreck. You were. You were flops. Now to be to be <laughs> uh, to be fair, we did have a shotgun on board. Right. And we talked about that because there's there's a chance that the Canadians can just turn you back for any reason. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. You know, like you can't say, "Oh, I signed this form. You have to let me in." Like you have no stance. If that guy goes, oh, "Get out," you have to get out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was a bit nervous. After our Costa Rican trip, my comfort level for international travel has grown exponentially because I went there, I saw it, and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And so I really like. I can't wait for that next little piece of international adventure. Now, I I, I'll say, guys, you know there are a lot of you who are all about American travel. Maybe you're just getting started. I understand that. And 80% of our stuff is still going to be American travel. We absolutely love it here. Yeah. But I will say that after you've done it for several years, like we have, Mm -hmm. you eventually go, I wonder what this is like. Try something different. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Mix it up in a controlled environment with a pre-planned route and a pre-packaged Overland rig with someone like Nomad America. Yeah. That was awesome. They were great. Like hats off. So wonderful to work with. Hats off to Andreas. Hats off to Fabio. Thank you guys so much for letting us be a part of the adventure. Absolutely. It was so fun. They made it so easy. They really, really did. Guys, we could sit here and talk for hours and hours and hours about Costa Rica. Mm. And we hope to do it again in the future when we've returned from our one to two month adventure again. (laughs) But tonight or today or this morning or wherever you are in this world, it's time to wrap up this podcast. Campfire is kind of running low now. You hear the crackle and the pop. Yeah. Just little low coals kind of burning. Little nip in the air. That's right. It's time time to shut it down and climb on up in the tent call it a night so thank you guys for joining us for episode three of our campfire confessions lifestyle overland podcast we hope you've enjoyed it and we will catch you on the next one yeah see you next time safe travels <laughs>